Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response, The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show, and it is already Wednesday, the 19th of October. And, uh, wow, we got a bunch of stuff to get to on the uh, plate today, including uh, something that we've discovered this year. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about, uh, you know, what's being taught in schools and whatnot. And uh, a lot of a lot of uh, Democrats are being schooled in debates and uh, and the one thing we've learned so far this season is the democrats are not good at mass debating they are not they're not very good they're they're doing a face plant they're saying stuff that's stupid so we will get into that very shortly including marco rubio he was uh, debating uh, val dimmings last night who isn't very good at mass debating uh, we have some audio from that, some great Kerry uh, Lake audio. Oh, Igor Danchenko was uh, found not guilty yesterday in a, uh, uh, you know, a jury that was uh, clearly very, um, uh, you know, paid for. I don't know, maybe, maybe something. I'm just saying, listen, if, if uh, the FBI can pay for a uh, Russian disinformation piece, uh, that uh, Igor Danchenko actually did some, he didn't, he just made it up. He said, oh yeah, Donald Trump really likes to have prostitutes pee on a bed that M- Michelle and Barack Obama slept in. And, and literally, Igor Danchenko wrote the damn thing, feeds it to the FBI, and yet this court in Washington, D.C. can't find him guilty of uh, lying to the FBI, even though the, uh, the, the, the dossier was fake. It was a lie. You see, and and uh, the the good thing I guess about the uh, the case yesterday, uh, even and if you noticed that the the uh, left is really not seizing on Igor Danchenko being found not guilty, it, that should be the biggest story of the year. See, it was all a ruse, all of this, and the Russia collusion, blah, 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 whatever, all that. No, they're not, because the case actually revealed a whole lot of stuff that's really valuable and exposed the FBI and the Biden administration and their abject corruption. So that's the positive. Okay. So we'll get to that uh, here shortly on the show. Also, I want to mention this. There was uh, a good deal of talk about my uh, discussion of Generation X yesterday, my generation. And it was funny. We were talking to Mark Morgan yesterday, former uh, acting CPB director in uh, or CBP director in the Trump administration. And he was even surprised to hear that he was a Generation Xer. And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, you're the old end of it. He was born in 64, so you're right there at the cusp. He didn't even know it. You know why? Because a lot of Generation Xers, we we don't know that we were Generation X. We just kind of were this group of people who were born from 64 to, you know, whatever. Uh, now approximately, what, 57 years old to maybe 45-ish, right? And, and we've never been, we, the focus has not been on us. It went from the boomers to the uh, millennials and then to Gen Z, and, and we're over here changing the world. 
And we're like, you know what? That's fine. We don't need this nonsense. And then I told you yesterday, if you look at all the polling data with regard to Republicans versus Democrats, <clears throat> with millennials and Gen Z overwhelmingly in support of, of, of Democrats. But when it comes to Gen X, my generation, 20-point lead for Republicans. And consequently, the left went bananas yesterday. So the New York Times found out that 59% of those 50, 45 to 64 plan on voting for Republicans. Republicans also have an advantage among likely voters. They hold a 49 to 45 lead in the poll overall, by the way. And liberals are lashing out at Generation Xers. They're calling Generation Xers all sorts of names and everything. And I, as I've said before, encourage it. I have been called uh, all sorts of names. I've been called white supremacists. I've been called, uh, originally, I guess I was privileged, and then I became a white supremacist, and then I became a fascist, and then I was a homophobe, and, a, and uh, I guess I, even though I've officiated two gay weddings, I don't know. But anyway, homophobe, but I guess I'm a transphobe because I don't believe that little girls should have their breasts uh, taken off surgically and get hysterectomies because they think they're a boy at age eight. You know, I know. It's kind of funny. That way, am I the only person who feels that way? I guess maybe I am. Maybe, or is everybody feel that way? Except for a radical group of of uh, of Marxist revolutionaries who are watching their revolution uh, evaporate before their very eyes. So, um, a lot of other things happening. Oh, check this out: two all important demographics, independents and women voters, are heavily breaking toward the Republican Party within twenty days until the midterm elections. I'm thinking what the next thing is with Joe Biden. He's He's releasing 15 million barrels of oil from the Strategic Oil Reserve. Let me tell you how desperate he is. He's not even selling a million barrels to the Chinese. That's how desperate he is. So they're releasing $15 million from our Strategic Oil Reserve, which is there for war and stuff. You know, crises. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and he's doing it just in time for the election. Now, he also tried... Uh, a bit of election engineering when he talked to the leader of Saudi Arabia and he told him, hey, man, I don't care what you do with your oil production after the election. Whatever you do, don't cut it now because I need oil pr prices to stay relatively low, only 100 percent more than they were when I took office rather than 150 percent that it was before we released oil from the, uh, the strategic petroleum reserve. So don't do that. And, and what happened? Saudi said, uh, you know, now we're going to go ahead and cut production by 2 million barrels. And Joe Biden, of course, went, God, found it, cotton picking, Saudi, gosh darn it, woo. You know, he used a bunch of old-timey expressions. Maybe fired a six-shooter in the air. I don't know what he did. But anyway, he got all upset about it. So they're pulling out all the stops. So maybe, may, maybe since women are going away, uh, Joe Biden just pays for everybody's abortion. I, you know, I don't know. I know my wife, if you uh, maybe said, uh, hey, free chocolates and a free abortion, maybe that would help. I don't know. So anyway, according to New York Times, New York Times, Siena College poll, independence women and, uh, and independence women and independent women <laughs> have massively shifted behind Republicans on the generic ballot since September. Women are coming to the awful Republican Party that is going to force you to have a baby? Why in the hell would you do that, ladies? Why don't you want to be on the same side as, as those who would uh, 
who would have uh, men who are failed athletes suddenly switch genders their senior year in college so they can destroy the careers of of women who have been you know swimming uh, their entire careers and suddenly they get to the the zenith of their career and in walks a guy with a penis into your locker room and you got to get dressed with him and then when you get out in the pool he beats your rear ends why would you not be down with that why would you not be down with ultra cosmetics having a podcast where two men are on there one who looks a lot like uh, kim kardashian with a beard and the other one is just a guy who's really skinny who uh, got breast implants and they're doing girl talk and they're replacing you ulta cosmetics the company that you you know not every woman wears cosmetics my daughter doesn't wear uh, makeup and that's fine she may eventually and all that stuff my son does it i'm signing the cross anyway why 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 are you not down with the democrat agenda women I mean, the most important thing to you in the entire world is an abortion. God, you, God, you women, I honestly, wow, I cannot believe it. That you'd be more focused on, I don't know, raising your children, being in a happy marriage, living in a, in a home, living the American dream, when with the Democrat Party, you can change your genders uh, or you can get an abortion. What the hell? Well, and, and get just beaten and destroyed by men who suddenly declare their women why would you want that and why would you want to be a part of a uh, you know why wouldn't you want to be a part of a government that literally is whizzing on the women of iran who are uh, doing another a green revolution this time driven by women not to ignored by like barack obama but uh, ignored in a different fashion i mean could be one of the greatest movements in the world with regard to women and their independence in iran and joe biden and the democrat party there's nothing there just crickets why would you not want to be down with the Democrat Party, women? What's your problem? Oh, yeah, maybe you're proud to be a woman. Maybe that there is a great deal of self-worth in femininity. Maybe this whole notion that masculinity is toxic is a big lie. Maybe this displacement of women everywhere is a big lie. Maybe the entire Democrat agenda is bat guano insane and everybody's going, really? I don't think so. I don't think so. In uh, just 30 days, independents have moved nine points in favor of Republicans, which they say if you don't get independence, you're going to lose the election. Duh. Women have moved 13 points. Independent women, 32 points. So women in general have moved 13 points toward the Republican Party, and uh, independent women, meaning non-party affiliated, 32 points. That's pretty epic. That's pretty large. And yet Joe Biden is uh, doubling down on abortion. Yeah. Yeah, Joe Biden, uh, he's going to try to turn the mid, uh, midterm conversation back to abortion. Did a speech at Howard University. Polls show voters rank the economy and inflation as their top issue. Because uh, affording dinner is more important than, you know, paying for an abortion, I guess. Or maybe most women, when they decide to have a child, it's a choice. And most women and men, who uh, and the men who pay for them a lot of the times, uh, choose abortion because, oops, it's birth control. Oops. Yeah, about 93 to 95% of the time, it's that. It's just an oops. So your baby isn't an oops. But, you know, other people's babies can be oopses. You know, you, you, when you decide to have your baby Democrat one, you raise that baby, you love that baby, you hug him and you name him George, even if it's a girl. And, and it's fine, but, you know, if those uh, black or brown people want to have a baby, that's, that's a choice. It's a choice. 
kind of funny that uh, uh, Joe Biden went to Howard University, historically black college in downtown Washington, D.C., to tear into Republicans for wanting to ban abortion, considering that in cities like Philadelphia, there are more babies aborted in the black community than are born. Yeah, there's that. It's kind of uh, ironic and sickening, to be quite honest. I wonder how many babies of color would be alive today had it not been for Roe v. Wade and Margaret Sanger's dream of uh, eugenics against black people and the disabled. It would be amazing. Maybe there would have been several black presidents. Maybe there would have been a black cure for cancer. Who knows? Who knows? But there's 60 million babies dead, and a good share of them were uh, babies of color. So there's that. Uh, the dear leader spoke yesterday and, uh, you know, of course, jumbled his words. We'll have some audio on that. We'll get some audio from, uh, oh, Nancy Pelosi did some speaking yesterday. And she says the, uh, the polling with regard to the economy is all uh, their outlier polls. And the poll is from the New York Times, which every other day is uh, literally the uh, liberals in this country light votive candles like those Christian candles. I have a Virgin Mary candle right here in my, in my but in, in liberal houses, this guy, they've got candles that have like, uh, uh, you know, uh, an, ab- an aborted fetus. Uh, they're that. And, <laughs> and, and uh, so uh, anyway, here's the number if you want to call in. 800-922-6680. A loaded show today. I'd love you to be a part of it. Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. His pronouns are he and man. His adjectives are awesome and excellent. And his interjections are hell and yeah. It's the Rob Carson Show. You know, uh, you never know how I get on these mailing lists. I get, uh, you know, emails from people that I have no interest in getting, you know, emails from. They should go to trash. I'm sure most of the uh, the emails that I'm supposed to get from the Republican Party are uh, thrown in the garbage. They, they, we just found that at Google uh, was doing that uh, this year. 22 million emails uh, blocked uh, by Google um, from Republicans thus far, I think, this year. Uh, probably more, but I, I get one. Evan McMullen is going to hold a democracy forum with Congressman Adam Kinzinger tomorrow in Highland, Utah at 3 o'clock at Thursday. And I'm like, well, first of all, um, I wrote them back a two-word answer to their email, oddly enough. It, well, actually, it was three. There was O in front of it, and then there were two words. And then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, uh, second of all, nobody's going to be at this thing. Right? There's nobody going to be at the Evan McMullen, uh, Adam Kinzinger uh, town hall about the January. Just, God, why are you even bother? But uh, I do appreciate getting the email, and I, I uh, you know, was glad to send them a two-word response. Hey, let's talk about President Doofy, shall we? He talked yesterday, and he jumbled his words because his brain I'm is broken. I'm afraid that poor Joe Biden, his faculties are sliding. Yes, it's a sad refrain. This is Jim Gassett, by the way. On the edge, watch him teeter. He would be a better leader if he only had a brain. Him and John Fetterman. That non-existent hand he's shaking, and all the gaffes Joe's making, it's a Supporters can't explain when he speaks. It's a gamble. I bet he wouldn't ramble if he only had a brain. Oh, I can't tell you why Joe Biden somehow got elected. He saw it. Hope November 8th. Please. He and his kind will be rejected. 
Joe Biden, he's so dense, he doesn't have the sense to come in from the rain. He's worse than Jimmy Carter, but I bet he'd be much smarter if he only had a brain. So yesterday he did a speech, and for some odd reason, at the end of his speech, he said uh, to everybody, he said he was sorry. Here it is. Thank you. I'm sorry. What what are you sorry about? Hold on. Thank you. I'm sorry. Thank you. I'm sorry. (laughs) What the hell? I don't know. Maybe he's talking to all the dead voters out there. You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here he is yesterday talking about abortion, I guess, and married couples or maybe sex. I don't even no idea what caused this. The right that I pushed hard and it finally got changed. The married couples in the privacy of their bedroom. Excuse me. The mar- I'm thinking about the Dobbs, the Dobbs decision. Imagine. Well, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Well, I, you know, I don't want to get too personal here, but I'm sure every married couple has had, uh, you know, uh, 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 attempted kind of like uh, you've aborted uh, something in the bedroom, like like uh, you know maybe uh, uh, this isn't working, honey. Take off the gladiator costume. Maybe that's what he's talking about. Maybe that's what maybe that's where he's crossing the streams. Where it's like you know this isn't no nah, not not what I thought it would be. Let's not do it or or not. I'm not sure. The right that I pushed hard and it finally got changed. Hard. The married couples yeah. in the privacy of their bedroom. Excuse me. The mar- I'm thinking about the Dobbs, the Dobbs decision. Imagine. Well, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Oh, okay. One more time. I just please uh, help to help me to understand how this man is the president of the United States. The right that I pushed hard and it finally got changed. The married couples in the privacy of their bedroom. Excuse me. I'm thinking about the Dobbs, the Dobbs decision. Imagine, well, I'll, I'll get to that. And, and, and what is wrong with you that you're still cool with him being the president of the United States? I mean, honestly, let's just let's just be honest. Just say the Kamala Harris, throw her in there. I don't care. Uh, but honestly, if you're still down with this man being the president and thinking that he has the ability to be the most powerful world leader, despite the, the military going down the tanks, despite the possibility of a nuclear conflict, which seems to be elevated every single day, and that's in charge? Dear God in heaven, what's wrong with you? And maybe that explains why so many people are leaving the Democrat Party, because they see it. There's no denying it anymore. We're not the Soviet Union in 1972. We're not the China right now, although they want to send us there. And dear God in heaven, Lord knows our president, he sold his soul to China. But we're not there yet. So how are people not going to figure out, oh, maybe this guy, his brain doesn't work well enough for him to be the president? And, and here he is, just a grandpa moment, uh, reading and spelling out dot .com with a D-O-T. If you get any questionable calls, please tell us by going to report fraud, report fraud, yes. D-O-T-F-T-C dot gov. Okay, now I'm not sure if that is... Uh, his uh, dementia, or if it's just being an 80-year-old dude trying to talk about a website. If you get any questionable calls, please tell us by going to report fraud, report fraud, D-O-T-F-T-C dot gov. <laughs> you forgot the www there, Grandpa. You're supposed to say www.gop.dot. Uh, you know, that's how, that's how it's done. Unbelievable. Uh, by the way, you might want to get that mortgage. I, I, I don't know if, how many people are refining right now unless you, I don't know, got your mortgage in, in 2005 and it's still at 7 or 8%. <laughs> 
but but I'm, I'm not thinking that many people are going to go from their three percent mortgage to their seven percent mortgage anytime soon, which explains the uh, the collapse of the housing market. Uh, here's the good news: the Federal Reserve may raise interest rates another seventy five basis points, or point seven five percent. So uh, basically, three quarters of a point. Thirty year fixed mortgages are already at seven percent and uh, and rising, which uh, you know is why I say welcome back, Carter. Welcome back, Carter. All right, so uh, some great audio from Nancy Pelosi yesterday. Also, Doug Mastriano, candidate for governor in Pennsylvania, knocked it out of the ballpark with uh, Tucker Carlson. An epic line that will go down in campaign history. On the way, this is the Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Carson for Stamps.com. The holiday season has a way of sneaking up on us. If you're a small business owner, you know how important it is to be ready for the insane holiday season. I don't have a business, but my uh, relatives expect homemade biscotti and pet treats from my wife. How's that? And if you haven't started preparing for the chaos of holiday mailing and shipping, you're already falling behind. Luckily, Stamps.com has everything you need to make your life a whole lot easier. It's the 24-7 post office you can access from anywhere. No lines, no traffic, no hassle. Use Stamps.com to print postage wherever you do business. All you need is a computer and a printer. And if you need a package pickup, you can easily schedule it through your Stamps.com dashboard. Hello? Rates are constantly changing. With Stamps.com's switch and save feature, you can easily compare carriers and rates so you know you're getting the best deal every time. And if you're running an online store, Stamps.com works seamlessly with all the major marketplaces. Unreal. Get ahead of the holiday chaos this year. Get started with Stamps.com today. Sign up with promo code NEWSMAX for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code NEWSMAX. What part of abuses and usurpations do you not understand? It's the Rob Carson Show. The right that I pushed hard and it finally got changed, the married couples in the privacy of their bedroom, excuse me, I'm thinking about the Dobbs Dobbs decision. Imagine, well, I'll I'll get to that. Yeah, who couldn't get behind that? Yeah, what he just said. The married couples and the abortion. uh, Yeah. Woo, Joe Biden, he totally rocks. He really, what the hell did he just say? No idea, but we're going to go ahead and vote for him anyway. That's kind of where the Democrat Party is right now. Uh, Here is uh, Nancy Pelosi. She was on, oh, God, she was on MSNBC with Andrea Mitchell. And, uh, I mean, it'd be great if you're, like, really, really into uh, uh, old, really old kind of uh, mentally infirmed women. But anyway, here she is talking about the two years of greatness that Joe Biden has ushered in. But in some cases, there's no substitute for experience. And I think that what we have been through with the... He's talking about Joe Biden's experience. Now, there is no substitute for experience uh, in a variety of different ways. For instance, uh, there is no substitute for uh, experience that's excellent, like Ron DeSantis. What he does, it's very good. And his experience in government has made him 
Excellent. Joe Biden, his experience has always been everything he touches turns to crap, you see. And he's been in Washington, D.C. for 50 years. And all of the problems that were in Washington, D.C. Uh, back in 1972 when he took office are the same as they were today. Social Security is still broken. Infrastructure is still broken. Schools still broken. Uh, they broke the border. I mean, ripped the border to shreds. So Joe Biden, I guess, experience did count there because he turned the border into crap. But that's what we're talking about when you're talking about experience. Sometimes experience is good. Sometimes experience uh, all adds up to you being a complete failure like Joe Biden. Legislation under the leadership of President Biden, who has done a spectacular job. He's had a bit. Um, are you thinking he's doing a great job? Anybody? I mean, what? You doing? what? Uh, the price of uh, heat in your house. We had to turn the furnace on yesterday. My wife was none too pleased about that. I, had a, I got that triple whammy yesterday. My daughter found out that I talked about her hamster funeral on the air, so she was mad at me. Uh, my wife got mad at me because I yelled at a contractor who is screwing us over for uh, uh, writing a check rather than paying cash. Like you're going to pay a contractor cash. I wonder why. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, she got mad at me of that. And then, uh, you know, and then this. It, was, it wasn't a good day at the Carson household. Better two years than most uh, presidents that you can name, certainly in the recent generations. Um, no, pretty much every president has done better than this guy. In fact, he's right now headed toward being the worst president in the history of the country. And uh, <clears throat> I've only been around uh, long enough to really remember the last worst president in the country, and that was Jimmy Carter. And I was in elementary school, and I remember it. But, uh, I mean, he, he, I, think, I think most people would say, Jimmy Carter, bring him on in here. Bring him on. I don't think Jimmy Carter ever wanted to abort babies right to the ninth month of pregnancy or change the gender of your toddler. Here's a little bit more. This is kind of the setup for uh, Nancy Pelosi's interview yesterday on MSNBC. And it's a slobbering love fest. It's, it's really quite disgusting. Important topics, the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. Welcome, Madam Speaker. Thank you very much for coming. Here we're, here's, here's where it gets uh, laid on a little thick. Pleasure to be here. Here's what well, I think she's been drinking. Hold on a second. Let's try that again. Welcome, Madam Speaker. Thank you very much for coming. My pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be here. Okay. So let's talk about rising inflation concerns along with crime, yeah. giving momentum, new momentum to Republicans after the Democrats were closing the gap. Now, listen to this. This is where it gets really slobbery. Uh, you might want to be, uh, if you're drinking anything viscous or if you just uh, ate something, you're going to be uh, throwing up in your mouth a little. So be careful. Yes. So after the Supreme Court ruling, there was huge outrage. That has seemed to subside, at least among overriding concerns. Despite all the legislative accomplishments, and I, I want to cite them, I want to, you know, Say, it's been an extraordinary session. You and the president have done so much in terms of domestic concerns, the economy. So why is this message? Why do you think the I just spit my cough drop out. How the hell did that happen? Okay. The president has gotten this message through the voters. Well, first of all, uh, let me say uh, that I think that much of what you've said I don't agree with. That is okay. to say the New York Times poll, I think, is an outlier poll. You just cite one poll, but all the other it's polls. It's also the real clear politics average no. is showing similar issues. No, but the, yeah, and, uh, and polls don't be D-word for Richard when people can't afford groceries that heat their houses, and that's happening too as you stand in front of your $25,000 freezer with your $12 a pint ice cream. But that was one that brought down the average, and it was an outlier. It wasn't even that big a sample. So I, I dismiss. She's literally brushing off. 
all of the suffering that you're going through. This wretched, awful woman is brushing off all of the suffering that you're going through. You farmers, you fishermen, you whatever. All she, She's brushing you off. And you know why? Because she has no clue what you're going through. Uh, I've been, uh, since Congress adjourned, I've been in an average of five states a week. And I can tell you uh, that women's concerns about their freedom are very, very much still very significant in terms of how they will vote. She literally pivoted away from Joe Biden's destructive economy to abortion. That's how desperately they're trying to get women to come back to the party and vote for Joe Biden. They think that abortion is going to do it. They think abortion is going to do it. And they're wrong. And, and you want to hear something really grotesque? This is, and it's not just because Stacey Abrams is saying it, because everything she says is grotesque because she's grotesque. That said, she was on MSNBC, and, and she says that, you know, we could avoid inflation if we just kill the babies in your wombs. I mean, li- listen to this. this. This is the reason why so many people are turning from the Democrat Party. This is the reason why. We're going to drum the Democrat Party out of power, and they're going to have to either be introspective and change their messaging, or they're just going to have to be decimated, destroyed, and relegated to the dustbin of history. Listen to Stacey Abrams. Uh, I would assume, maybe incorrectly, but while abortion is an issue, it nowhere reaches the level of interest of voters in terms of the cost of gas, food, bread, milk, things like that. What can a governor, what could you do as governor to alleviate the concerns of Georgia voters about those livability, daily, hourly issues that they're confronted with? Now listen to this. Because this is, uh, this is an evil Knievel Snake River Canyon leap of logic. Uh, for those of you who are um, millennials, Evil Knievel was a uh, uh, costumed motorcycle rider, and he jumped between ramps over cars, and uh, a lot of times he crashed and uh, broke all of the bones in his body. But one of the times he did a, a jump with a rocket over the Snake River Canyon, and uh, he had a little problem with his rocket, and then he ended up parachuting into the canyon. Uh, that said, back to Stacey Abrams. But let's be clear. Having children is why you're worried about your price for gas. What? What? Oh, whoa. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You've got to hear that again. Is that they're confronted with. But let's be clear. Having children is why you're worried about your price for gas. It's why you're concerned about how much food costs. For women, this is not a reductive issue. You can't... A reductive issue? It's not a reductive issue? Divorce being forced to carry an unwanted pregnancy from the economic realities of having a child. And so these are, it's, it's important for us to have both and conversations. We don't have the luxury of reducing it or separating them out, but we also have to talk about what a governor can do. Okay. Now I, I you know, I, uh, I mentioned earlier that uh, women are turning 13 points away from the Democrat Party. Uh, independent women over 20%. For most women, and, and most men, I, you know, I can't speak to uh, most women, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a man, but my wife and I, uh, without getting too, too much detail, we have uh, two children. 
And uh, I would venture to say that having a child is the greatest experience that I could possibly ever imagine for a variety of reasons. And it's not just because you carry it on the species. No, it's just it's so glorious and wonderful. It's 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 magnificent. And women decide and men decide to have children and are committed to raising their children in a loving environment. There's nothing better on the planet. But here's Stacey Abrams and the Democrat Party literally acting like taking the most sacred thing you could imagine in your life, which is to give birth and love and nurture someone for your life and saying that, you know, honestly, uh, abortion uh, is uh, is a much better option because uh, of the economy. The issues that they're confronted with. Got to hear this again. But let's be clear. Having children is why you're worried about your price for gas. It's why you're concerned about how much food costs. For women, this is not a reductive issue. You can't. (laughs) Divorce being forced to carry an unwanted pregnancy. Nobody, nobody's forcing you to carry an unwanted pregnancy. I mean, the, the, the problem is uh, that in some states they've made it harder to get an abortion, but you could just leave that state and go somewhere else. They, they did the same thing like with the states like New York. They made it impossible to conceal carry. So uh, people would have to leave the state to go to another state. All right. So why isn't that a big deal? But if you've got it, literally, if you're a, you know, you're a congressman and you've gotten your intern pregnant, uh, unfortunately, you're going to have to pay for maybe uh, an Uber ride to a neighboring state or maybe a flight. So it is going to cost you a little bit more to pay for the uh, intern you got impregnated, eh, you know, but uh, but it doesn't mean that uh, you're being forced to have the baby See, from the economic realities of having a child. And so these are this is, this is the negative, the economic. Listen again. Unwanted pregnancy from the economic realities of having a child. And so these are, it's, it's important for us to have both and conversations. We don't have the lot. I just, I, I, it's so beyond uh, logic, common sense, humanity. I, I gotta tell you, not very often that I get flummoxed by a, uh, by a comment, but I just, I, I, I worry about people who have that mode of thinking where you look at the birth of a child versus the price of gas, I guess. and. You'd be better off with lower gas prices and dead babies. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I am truly perplexed. I don't know how you arrive at that unless maybe you don't have a soul at all. Let's go to Glenn in uh, Catonsville. Hello there, Glenn. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hey, good afternoon. Um, I just had a comment about listening to what Pelosi and Biden, even our own Senator Van Hollen, have to say, trying to make uh, that all, all women are for abortion. Yeah. I tell you, my wife and I attend the March for Life every year, and I would Good. say the crowd is mostly female and mostly young. If you yeah. look at the list of women who are leaders in the pro-life movement, most of them are women. Most of them are young, uh, and it just flummoxes me that they yeah. automatically consider that women want abortion. And I would say there are an awful lot of pro-life women. And if you ask well, them about abortion, it's important, but they're not going to vote the way you want to vote. Well, Glenn, and I've never understood why abortion became this uh, this main issue. They've driven home the right to have an abortion is the most important defining moment that a woman can have. And it's taken 50 years to get to this point that women, some women feel that way, like Stacey Abrams. Uh, and I've never understood that, to be quite honest, Glenn. 
and I've never understood. I mean, of all the things that you could look for empowering women, like in the workforce or, you know, in athletics or whatever, but, you know, the whole abortion thing, just being able to have an abortion has become this, that where, where le- the left responds violently when there are any restrictions, any talk of saving a baby's life. It's really beyond bizarre, isn't it, Glenn? It sure is, and uh, I'm just glad that it's women that are leading the pro-life moment. Yeah, they are, and I appreciate your phone call. It's um, it's remarkable, and and it's amazing how many things that women in this country have been uh, uh, politically pressured to accept, um, uh, politically pressured to get an abortion, be pro-abortion, politically pressured to say that it's okay for men to identify as women, politically pressured uh, to uh, to leave the home and, uh, and, and behave like men and have one-night stands like men and not place any value on sex. And, uh, you know, I mean, here's another, bikinis. Like, why did women, the women decide to wear their underwear to the beach? Because some guy came up with it and said, hey, let's see if we can get them to wear their underwear to the beach. It did. All these things and and this is the latest this this whole abortion being defi- a defining thing for womanhood and it's not because it involves another human actually two other human the spermy human and then the baby human it's crazy let's take a break you're listening to the rob carson show he's the best thing to come out of iowa since superman and captain kirk it's the Rob Carson Show. So the Democrats are pulling out all the stops to try to win your vote, uh, including stifling free speech, you know, which is what they've done forever. Uh, literally the FBI working with the uh, Facebook and Twitter and, uh, and all of this. Th- things are going to change in a big way with Twitter pretty soon because uh, Elon Musk is going to take over. It looks like it's going to happen, and the left is doing everything they can to prevent it, to tear down Elon Musk. But it's going to be big. It's going to be uh, epic. It's going to be epic. And, and I've been talking the last couple of days and, and, and last week uh, about uh, conservative apartheid, the end of conservative apartheid, meaning the apartheid now officially governs sanctioned government sanctioned apartheid against a group of people being conservatives. It started, you may recall, with the FBI or the IRS shutting down conservative 501c3s in the, the Obama administration to silence their speech. The FBI or the, the IRS literally working to silence speech. Then we saw in 2016 the FBI worked with uh, Igor Danchenko, by the way, Christopher Steele, Hillary Clinton to come up with a faux dossier, a fake dossier. Oddly enough, Igor Danchenko found uh, not guilty of lying to the IRS, even though the dossier is a lie. That said, uh, that and also the uh, the 2020 election with the FBI working with Facebook and Twitter to shut down the uh, the Hunter Biden laptop story, which the FBI had for three years, and they're still doing that kind of crap. Except for now, it, it's it's really it's kind of cheap. It's like it's like uh, you know treating the country like uh, I guess a paid for prostitute you know it's like hey just uh, you know I'm just going to use this right here and then I'll uh, you know get past the election and you know what but listen to this this is um, the, the the strategic oil reserve we all know the reason why gas prices are through the ceiling it's because Joe Biden made us energy dependent and we're going around the world begging the despots of the world for uh, oil and natural gas which we don't need because we're sitting on oceans of it and everybody knows it and it really is all this does by by releasing uh, uh, oil from the strategic petroleum reserves is maybe bring down the price of gas a little. But everybody knows 
That's why. If we didn't have media, mass media, social media like Truth Social and Getter, uh, you know, then, then they could get away with it. But what he's doing is endangering the country. He's putting us into uh, a dangerous situation with, uh, with uh, getting rid of our strategic petroleum reserve, making us weak in the eyes of our enemies. Our, our military is screwed. And, uh, and here is uh, CNN yesterday <clears throat> talking about the president of the United States using all of ours strategic petroleum reserve to win votes for him. President Biden and his top economic officials have for several months made trying to do something, anything to dampen skyrocketing gas prices, a central priority, if not the top priority, both politically and economically for the administration. Over the course of the summer, they had a pretty good run, more than three months of consecutive drops in gas prices, a run that was really put into question by the decision from OPEC Plus to reduce its output. When did it become OPEC Plus? Are they like the LGBTQRSTU Plus thing? Is that what it is? Is it OPEC, OPEC Plus? Is that, it, it sounds like a new laundry detergent or something. Here is a Katun, Katun, Corinne Jean-Pierre being asked by uh, Peter Ducey about the, uh, the strategic petroleum reserves. So he said he's been working on the economy every day for 19 months. Now Bloomberg economists are forecasting a 100% chance of a recession. So how is it that we can be barreling towards a recession uh, and the economy is, as the president says, strong as hell. So here's the thing. Is she going to bring abortion and do it? I wonder. About the economy. And I've said this many times. You've heard this from Secretary Yellen. You've heard this from Brian Deese, who runs our economic council. And they're all full of crap. Is that what we are seeing right now is the job market is strong. The labor- because people are having to work two or three jobs or come out of retirement because everything costs so much. The labor force is strong. And that is not what we see usually before uh, before a recession. And so... The- no, we're already in the middle of one, actually. And a lot of that is because... Almost three quarters into it. ...because of the work that this president has done. We- well, we're still waiting on the uh, work, and we're also waiting on the results. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Hey, it's Carson. Do you really control your retirement money? If you've got a 401k or IRA or similar retirement plan, the government controls it. They decide how much you can borrow and when you must pay it back, and you'll own taxes and penalties for taking money out too soon or waiting too long, even though it's your money. And thanks to our skyrocketing national debt and a Congress that continues to spend like a drunken sailor, who knows how much you'll have to pay in taxes during a retirement that could last 30 years. Bank on yourself is a better way to grow and protect your hard-earned money. This retirement plan alternative has never had a losing year in over 160 years. Guaranteed predictable growth and retirement income with no luck, skill, or guesswork required. Your plan doesn't go backward when the markets tumble. Both your principal and growth are locked in. Tax-free retirement income, guys. You're in control. You get access to your money for any purpose with no questions asked and without government penalties or restrictions on how much income you can take and when you can take it. Try doing that with a 401k or IRA. You can't. You can get a free report with all the details on how the Bank on Yourself strategy adds guarantees, predictability, and control to your financial plan. Just go to bankonyourself.com slash news. That's bankonyourself.com slash news.
Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. All right, guys, hour number two of the Rob Carson Show on this uh, Wednesday. If you get the chance, check out the podcast, will you? It is uh, Rob Carson Show podcast, and it's available on your digital platforms. It's growing by leaps and bounds. We're trying to get to a million uh, downloads a month, and that's a good start. We've been doing this for about a year, and... Uh, and things are growing pretty dramatically. So uh, anyway, just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. If you would, if you would do that, that would be uh, that would be great. That would be great. Oh, by the way, uh, Jeff Bezos is warning of a US, uh, looming U.S. recession. He says, batten down the hatches. So uh, Jeff Bezos, who owns uh, Amazon, shares of which have fallen uh, 33% since January. Uh, he is saying that uh, uh, I think you have to expect that there's more volatility on the horizon now. That's what he's saying. Batten down the hatches. Well, we're in the middle of a recession already, and, and it's a fall to roll to think otherwise. Uh, like so many things, the Democrat Party, what they'll do is they'll change the definition, change the word. That's why they uh, say things like, oh, I'm uh, pro-choice, even though one of the choices is to have the baby. They, they claim pro-choice, which is exclusively, exclusively choose to have the baby aborted. But instead of saying pro-abortion, they say pro-choice. That's what they do. They change the language. They make it look less offensive. That's what they do. That's what they do. So uh, we've got uh, two quarters of negative growth. Uh, we'll see what this fourth quarter looks like. Generally, I would say it'd probably be a little harder not to have growth in the fourth quarter just because you know that's when all you little happy christians go out there and buy all those christmas presents and everything and it's a big and by the way i did uh, put out the first what could be construed as a not a decoration but associated with christmas yesterday because this year two holidays that i'm looking forward to more than ever first of all thanksgiving thanksgiving has always been more important to me than christmas because it's always meant uh, family and feasting and thanking God for what you got. And this year, I think after this election, hopefully we will have the fact that we saved the country from imminent destruction by the left. That might be a good reason to be thankful this year. So I'm hoping to, oh, this headline I just got. Girls high school volleyball player in North Carolina recently suffered severe injuries to her neck and head after a trans opponent spiked the ball into her face. Yeah, so there's a girl, she's, uh, you know, in high school and she's playing volleyball. And, and there's this, uh, this guy, uh, this, uh, this, I'm sorry, this female volleyball player who's, you know, six feet tall, about 200 pounds, has an Adam's apple the size of my fist, uh, yeah, knocks the ball into her face at 70 miles an hour. And she ultimately ended up with uh, severe injuries to her head and neck. There you go. So, you know, and Democrats are cool with that. So you ought to vote for them, I guess, right? You know? If my daughter had that happen, there'd be, uh, there'd be a little hell to pay at the school. I'll just say that right now. And apparently uh, volleyball games have been canceled in the meantime. And unfortunately, those who, are held should, who should be held responsible for allowing a man to compete against women and injure them, uh, I would hope they will get held accountable. But I doubt very seriously, to be quite honest. So uh, Dr. Joe Biden, uh, Jill, Dr. Jill, Joe Biden's nurse and handler, apparently... Vets her husband's staffers and rages at AIDS, according to a new report in the New York Times. It looks like maybe things, and I, I know this is uh, wishing uh, against hope here, but uh, or hoping against hope, that maybe people are turning away from Joe Biden because there's no 
denying that the SS Biden is nose down into the water, breaking in half at the at the the, the mid seam, and sinking. I mean, SNL's been making fun of Joe Biden. They they never insult the dear leader. Uh, you've got uh, people on uh, late night insulting Joe Biden. They never insult the dear leader. So clearly, they see an epic wave coming in November, and I believe will be more than happy to throw the dear leader over the rails on the SS Titanic. But the Democrat Party's going down with the ship anyway. Jill Biden also limits her uh, husband's public appearances to avoid gaffes in senior moments. According to the New York Times, this is the New York Times. Jill Biden raged at senior aides after Joe Biden answered questions for two hours after delivering a speech in January. She knows it. She gets it. Doesn't mean she's less complicit in it. And normally, I guess a wife would say, I love my husband, uh, sickness and in health. Maybe you should step down and I should take care of him. But no, she's just as down with the politics as anybody else. Don't let her calm demeanor and her sweetness and her inability to speak uh, and her dresses in the pattern of drapes or a sofa fool you. Reporter asked Joe Biden about his mental health, and Jill Biden was reportedly furious that the White House aides allowed her husband to be uh, subjected to such questioning. questioning. Dr. Jill also apparently vetted Jen Psaki, remember hot Psaki, before she was officially chosen to be the Biden's White House press secretary. Apparently one of the questions on the questionnaire is, can you change an adult diaper? I'm just, maybe that was it. New York Times reported Lauren Wright, professor at Princeton, who has written extensively about political appearances by First Lady, said the East Wing under Dr. Biden, who kept teaching as an English professor as First Lady, has become, well, thank God she isn't teaching Spanish. Cisa Padre, everybody. Want to go to those New York bodegas. So anyway, professor, his First Lady has become completely intertwined with the political efforts of the West Wing. This role has become so serious and political, she said, it must be part of the strategic White House planning and effort, otherwise you're wasting opportunities. She is incredibly protective of uh, Mr. Biden and has been involved in the hiring of press staff and other aides. She has been uh, direct, uh, been direct with, uh, when she believes they have not protected him. Jill Biden is often seen holding her invalid husband's hand and leading him off stage or whisking away from reporters. And it's getting so ungodly, clear to everyone involved, that is undeniable, which means that his usefulness clearly looks like it's fading. Because the Democrat Party are about to get the worst curb stomping that they have in decades. Here is uh, Jack Maxey. He's one of the guys who actually gave the FBI. He gave the FBI two copies of Hunter Biden's laptop. All right? He gave them two copies. He gave them one copy of the laptop back in, like, 2019. Then the uh, FBI came back two years later and said, we don't have it. And so literally he flew and he took them another copy of the hard drive. Seriously. Seriously. Here he is last night talking to uh, Eric Bowling on Newsmax about how the media appears to be done with biden yes he does and i think he's about to be betrayed by his own party i think you're seeing the signals coming from politico washington post that they're about done with him remember washington post has had all of this for more than a year i gave it to him so i think that the biggest problem is not necessarily even joe biden or his corrupted son 
It's the apparatus that allowed all of this to happen, that turned a blind eye to the criminal activity of some Americans while putting other Americans in jail. Perfect example is daddy writing the crack cocaine laws that put nearly 200,000 African Americans well, in jail. What, Jack. Yeah, then there's, of course, Kamala Harris sending thousands to jail for marijuana possession, but now she's perfectly cool with decriminalizing it. Jack, the perfect spring. example, and we didn't have time to get to it, is daddy waving a billion dollar check that he said he was holding back from Ukraine until they fired the prosecutor, the Ukrainian prosecutor who was investigating Burisma, and guess where Hunter, his son, worked? Was yeah, it appears that he may be, uh, his, his usefulness may be over. Uh, here is uh, CNN. Uh, they have a report on Tara Reid. Tara Reid has a, a neighbor, apparently, of Tara Reid in the 1990s, corroborated her story of a sexual assault on an elevator in the Capitol, which effectively, because she spoke out about it to other people uh, working around her, Tara Reid, uh, had her career in politics ended. Absolutely ended and destroyed. Young woman in college as an intern, sexually assaulted by Joe Biden on an elevator. She goes to complain about it to the powers that be. They relegated her to a basement window office before they drummed her out of Washington, crushing her dreams. You know, like a male swimmer suddenly saying that they're a woman and then crushing the dreams of, of women in college sports, that kind of thing. That's right. Uh, Linda Lacoste was Tara Reed's neighbor in the 1990s in California and we spoke with her yesterday on the phone. This is after Business Insider uh, first broke this story. Uh, Lacoste says that in the mid-1990s, maybe 1995, maybe even early 1996, uh, she had a conversation with Tara Reid outside of their homes, and that Reid told her details of this alleged assault from around two years earlier. Uh, Believe all women. Believe all women. And that when she was telling this story, she was crying. She was emotional. She was sort of grappling with what she said happened to her and Lacoste remembers telling Reed you should file a police report now Reed has said that she didn't do that at the time uh, now so this account because it wouldn't have done any good I'll just be honest if you're somebody with Joe Biden's power or Bill Clinton's power in Washington DC you can get away with anything um, purportedly told to Lacoste within a few years of this alleged assault is the first time when is the last time uh, anybody on Capitol Hill got charged with uh, sexual assault or or uh, sued for sexual harassment it's because they can get away with it because they'll ruin your career otherwise, like they did with Tara Reid. ...that we are hearing uh, on the record and detailed corroboration of Reid's allegation against Joe Biden. Uh, now, Reid's brother has told us uh, that there was an incident at the time that he was aware of. He didn't know the full details. And a friend has also told CNN that she was told about the alleged assault at the time, but she is not willing to go on the record. But she's, uh, you know, talking about the dear leaders, so she'll be rele relegated to the back pages. But, uh, you know, Again, CNN had the report. Here's a little bit more. Why is the neighbor talking out now? Do we know why Lacoste is choosing to speak out now? Well, Lacoste says that she and Tara Reid uh, lost contact for many years after the mid-1990s, uh, and that that conversation uh, she actually hadn't thought about for all of those years. A few years ago, she says they got back in touch, and last year when Tara Reid mentioned Joe Biden, uh, Lacoste said, I remember that conversation that we had in the 1990s, uh, and more recently she says that she told her uh, ex-neighbor, I'm willing to talk publicly uh, about this conversation that we had.
Uh, now, notably, Lacoste says that she is a Democrat uh, and that she is very uh, opposed to President Donald Trump. Now, this is where it becomes all political again. And despite the fact she believes that Joe Biden, uh, you know, sexually assaulted somebody on an elevator, she's going to go ahead and vote Democrat. And that she mm -hmm. plans on voting. Or Joe Biden come November because she absolutely cannot support Donald Trump. Well, uh, Donald Trump isn't running. I decided to tell you that. So, so there is that. But that is the twisted logic of a uh, Democrat. All right. Next, I want to get into a little bit on the Igor Danchenko uh, acquittal yesterday, not guilty yesterday. What it means and uh, and how worthless the charges were in the uh, in the first place. However, the trial was a good thing. We'll get to that coming up. It is the Rob Carson Show. cure for Americans who are sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm going to give you hope. Vote Democrats out. It's the Rob Carson Show. All right. So uh, yesterday we found out that Igor Danchenko was uh, acquitted on four charges of uh, lying to the FBI. It was a, a D.C. trial. It was a D.C. jury. And uh, honestly, the, the D.C. D.C. is so corrupt right now. <clears throat> any Democrat, anyone associated with the Biden administration could get away with murder. And, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe half. Who, who the hell knows, to be quite honest? But uh, pretty interesting stuff. John Solomon wrote this piece, and uh, he's got a wonderful site called Just the News. If you haven't checked it out, he's one of the last uh, really, really real journalists in journalism. Special counsel John Durham made a calculated decision to transform his only criminal trials of Clinton lawyer Michael Sussman and Steele dossier source Igor Danchenko into forums, listen, for telling the story of the FBI's pursuit of the unsubstantiated Russia collusion narrative. Now, there were four charges that he was found not guilty of. Well, should I try to, I'm, I'm trying to distill this because, listen, <clears throat> I have the attention span of a, of a fruit fly. And what I do every day is I try to come in and look at, you know, what happened yesterday, digest it, share my thoughts on it, uh, maybe try to make it understandable, and maybe we'll come to that viewpoint together. Because sometimes I'm like, what, the, what, what? Okay, okay. So anyway, here are the, uh, the charges, all right? Uh, Danchenko told FBI agents he received a call in late Je uh, July 2016 from a person he thought was Sergey Milan uh, when Danchenko knew he had never talked, uh, received a call from Milan. So he said he, he received a call from Milan, and he never did. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, my God, what a crime. No, not really. No, no, no. Danchenko gave a false statement to FBI agents that he was under the impression that the late July 2016 call was from Milan, Milan or whatever the hell his name is. Another count, count four. Danchenko falsely stated to the FBI agents that he believed he spoke to Milan uh, on the phone on more than one occasion. I hate to tell you this. I would be so screwed because I don't remember a conversation I had with my wife yesterday. Count five, Danchenko lied that he believed he was spoke, he, he has, has spoken to Milan on the telephone when Danchenko knew, uh, well knew he had never spoken to him. There you go. That's that, those are the charges, all right? Back to... Uh, Back to this article from John Solomon. From pretrial motions and brutal cross-examinations of FBI witnesses to his parting words at the Jinchenko trial, Durham telegraphed his disdain for the FBI's behavior to jurors in the courts of both law and public opinion. This is important because we learned a lot and it, it became part of the public record. Even though it had uh, nothing to do with the ultimate charges against Danchenko for lying to the FBI. 
And why in the hell wouldn't you lie to the FBI? Because the FBI lies to us about everything. The jury might well conclude the FBI mishandled the Russia case. The veteran prosecutor declared Monday in his closing argument, quote, the government is not here to defend the FBI's performance in these matters. He added, such comments gave license to jurors to acquit as they did in the end. All right. So basically, they, he, he put the onus on the FBI being crooked and made it look like Danchenko was just a pawn in the game of life. Before it was over, Durham dropped bombshell after bombshell uh, with most landing on the FBI rather than the defendant. Here's a couple examples. Hillary Clinton personally approved sharing the Russia collusion narrative against Trump in the fall of 2016, even though her campaign wasn't sure it was true. That's true. Okay, we found out that. That according to former campaign manager Robbie Mook, the FBI offered Christopher Steele a whopping $1 million if he could prove the sensational allegations in his dossier, but he didn't. FBI witnesses testified. It's on the record. Ding, ding, ding. There you go. FBI alleged allegations from the Steele dossier in its FISA application to spy on the Trump campaign, even though it hadn't verified a single element of the dossier. An FBI analyst testified, which means the FBI lied to the FISA court to get the, the search warrant. Dan Chico was hired as a confidential human source and recommended for hundreds of thousands of dollars, even though the FBI had concerns he was tied to Russian intelligence and had lied to the Bureau. Again, the onus is on the FBI. This is good to know. Clinton-friendly PR executive Charles Dolan testified he lied to Danchenko, uh, then passed that lie on to Steele dossier, Steele's dossier and then lied about Dolan being a source, a source of the allegation. The FBI ignored the warnings of its own analysts that the allegations of collusion might be disinformation. There you go. The FBI's caught in a lie. It's on the record now. That's good to know, right? Yeah, it's good to know because I would much rather know this then have uh, Denchenko thrown in jail for lying to the FBI because the uh, the FBI right now is, uh, how do I put this gingerly, uh, overrun with corrupt scumbags. There you go. That, that was pretty smooth. Okay. Moral of the story of the Durham trial is simple. Jurors won't convict an FBI informer for providing the Bureau a story that the Bureau seemed to want, even in the face of contradictory evidence. So the FBI wasn't on trial. Igor Danchenko was. The FBI is now guilty in the minds of the public, all right, because we got all this information. And Danchenko, who was really a toy, a, a tool of the FBI, to uh, create a faux dossier to, uh, to get a warrant to surveil the Trump campaign transition team and presidency. And ultimately, the, uh, the mud is on the face of the FBI agents. And Danchenko uh, was used essentially for what Durham wanted, to get the FBI into court, to get witnesses into court. And I would venture to say that most would say that Danchenko was not found guilty of anything is really uh, a non sequitur. Doesn't even matter. Not one little bit. There you go. Did I do a good job? I think so. We've got more on this, but uh, Kay Smythe, she is a British expat, very smart millennial and conservative mover and shaker. We're going to talk about uh, all sorts of stuff, including uh, mass debating by uh, Democrats and falling flat on their faces. That's on the way. It's the Rob Carson Show. If the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party say you spread disinformation, it means you know the truth. The important is you said the truth. It's the Rob Carson Show. 
One of my favorite guests and somebody who I like to occasionally text when I see uh, message pillows and coffee mugs just to get her ire up is uh, Case Smythe. She is a writer for The Daily Caller, a commentator. She has a Case Saves the USA podcast, and she joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Hello, Kay. How are you today? I'm good. I'm going to send you a coffee mug for Christmas that says something nice on it, like seize the day or something, or, or you know, maybe oh something like that. I know how much you love those things. <laughs> you're such a bad friend. You're such you know, a bad friend that you're good at it. I love it. Whatever. The other day I go to Goodwill. I go to Goodwill and I see a pillow with some stupid expression on it about a life lesson. I guess you're supposed to have, and I just sent it to Kay and asked her if I should if I should buy it and send it to her. And she, of course, does an eye roll. <laughs> you know, I, I got to tell you, if you're only motivated by a pillow, uh, you know, or a coffee mug, you know, maybe you need to find your. Maybe you should read a book or something. I'm just, I'm just saying. Anyway. Right. Exactly. This is like instead of like reading stuff that's put up on your walls or like you know. Scattered across your IKEA furniture. Why don't you go to your, like, your local secondhand stop, shop, buy a book, and read that? It's got three more words in it. Like at least I would say probably like six more words per book. Yeah, than yeah. You see I... On these, uh, on these like pillows and stuff. Now, but I know, I know, they're just the words. But that's you know, that's me. I'm quirky. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I own that. I'm yeah. proud of it. I think they suck, and I have an incredible career where I get to come on the Rob Carson show and tell the whole country about how much I hate throw pillows that have words on them. I'm not going to laugh, love. Why do I have a funny feeling you don't like vanity plates either? Just, you know, throwing that out there. Okay. (laughs) I I have a bias about vanity plates because my dad hates them. And oh, yes. so I hate them because I'm a huge fan of my dad. Like, he's, he's yes. like, the coolest guy. Really, yeah. really good father. Really yeah. good man, actually, in general. Um, he hates vanity plates unless they're really dirty. Like, yeah, the or, or, yeah. you can get them, the cruder you can get them. Like, that I love. I love a little bit of toilet humor. And yes. I guess there's, like, a different... And maybe you can explain this to me. In yes. the UK, to buy a vanity, to buy a vanity plate... You're talking thousands of pounds. And what? people don't earn that much. Like, people wow. do not earn enough money to spend a thousand pounds on a vanity plate. Whereas out here, you can make a couple of grand, like, every month, really. You know, yeah. it's not more. Yeah. That doesn't really happen in the UK. So, nah. it's nah. like, they're real vanity plates in the UK. Whereas out here, it's just, like, a style choice that I personally think yeah. is gross. I- I just still think they're, I just can't believe they're still around, to be quite honest. But anyway, hey, let's move on to some other stuff. I've got a ton of stuff to talk to. Uh, this is a uh, new um, uh, New York Times. New York Times, CNN College Poll, shows that women and independents and independent women have massively shifted behind uh, Republicans on the generic ballot sep- September. So despite making uh, abortion the the uh, the center of the, the Democrat, oh, and January the 6th, by the way, uh, the center yeah. of their their appeal uh, women are saying you know honestly it's not that important i'd rather i'm more concerned about feeding my family and driving my car uh what are your thoughts on that as a uh, as a woman and as a human how being i should you? say as how well how yeah. you assume my gender rob oh, no, I'm sorry, just sorry, sorry. so that's like that's like the main problem right it's yes, like the yes. democrats are trying to destroy our gender by saying that men can suddenly become us when like they can't um we've got 
people like Stacey Abrams, I'm sure you saw this clip of her basically saying, if you're bothered oh, yes. about, um, if you're bothered about inflation, why don't you just like have an abortion? So she's not only sort of spat in the face of every single American who has to spend money to live, she's spat in the face of every single parent. She's shown her complete ignorance on solving any of these macro crises that are hitting people here at home. I know they're hitting me. There are people, like I heard, like Donald Trump Jr. even the other day. It's like my dad's a billionaire, and even I'm being impacted by inflation. Like, it's gotten that bad. And so when you've got a whole party of stupid women saying that women don't really exist and telling us to abort our unborn children because their president created one of the most devastating economic crises in the history of the freaking universe instead of being like hey joe buddy this is kind of your fault you should probably like do something about this like now um yeah. instead of doing anything like that they're just spitting it all back in our faces and i i'm sure you know this rob and this is something i talk about with i have a lot of clients in the private yeah. sector we do messaging we do social research it, it's more of a macro but we can get real micro with it the one constant that I have found across every demographic I have ever researched and worked with is that when you've got a happily married couple, the woman, she it might be her husband's checkbook, it might be her husband's signature, but she is the one signing it and she is the one making all of the decisions for that household. And I think that any woman with two brain cells to rub together is not going to choose any kind of leadership that literally is trying to wipe out their existence. I love yeah. it. I love watching the Democrats cannibalize themselves. I've watched people do it in entertainment. It's amazing watching politicians do it. Now I, them, I they're crap. Now, I'm, I'm adopted. I think you know my story. My mother uh, was raped, and I was given up for adoption, uh, which adds a quiver to my, or a, an arrow to my quiver with regard to being uh, pro-life. Uh, you look at the 60 million babies that have been aborted since 1973, Roe v. Wade, that overturned. And, and you look at also, there's this thing called birth control, and it's super-duper cheap, even free. Uh, and, and, and honestly, the, uh, listen, 93 to 95% of the time, ab abortion is just birth control for people who, um, largely, I'll just say it most, uh, largely irresponsible. Uh, and I can say that because, you know, I'm where I come from and what I went through. Uh, there's no freaking reason for it. And there certainly is no reason why abortion, abortion has to be the centerpiece of the Democrat Party. When most women, when they decide to have a baby, it is a choice. Unlike my mother, your thoughts. I completely agree. And I will say, and this is not to like throw shade on, um, you know, the women that I grew up with, uh, but I'm pretty much the only person in my group of friends, um, or say maybe not in my group of friends, the kids that I grew up with back in my hometown, back in Wales, as far as I'm aware, I am one of the few that has never had to even contemplate having an abortion, never had a pregnancy scare, yeah. because... I mean, there's, there's one way to get pregnant. There is literally one way. And I've also had friends who have been violently sexually assaulted. The first yeah. thing that they did the next morning was to go and get those checkups, to go and get any testing done. And they've all said, like, it's just there are so many services out there yes. that exist before abortion. Yes. And a lot of the people, I mean... You know, I think Kanye did say it best when, you know, most of the people who get abortions are from, uh, you know, 
from minority racial groups, which I think yes. is awful because that means that it's marketed to them. And they're stopped from getting the education that they need to understand what their options are. This is why, this is why I work with a group called um, Million Voices. Mm-hmm. Um, it's run by this terrific gentleman called John Graves. And, you know, John is, he's, uh, he's a man of God. He's a lawyer. He's very deeply entrenched in politics. And he was like, you can go to any state in America, pretty much any country in the world, and guess who the most important people are in those countries and in those states? It's children. And yeah. like, all abortion does is stop brilliant young minds from being able yeah. to help this country. And it's yeah. just, I was just writing an article even just now, like a research piece, 4 Million Voices, which I recommend everyone go and sign up to because they're a brilliant group that will give you everything you need to know about your local legislator, local representatives, and what you can do on the local level to, you know, help your community. Abortion is one of, like, our number one topics that we work in. I just read there have been more than, I believe it's 70 attacks on pro-life crisis (laughs) pregnancy centers. This year alone, there were 30 in June alone, some of them, you know, are, you know, graffiti, that type of thing, you know, smash windows, all the way up to full-on domestic, like, acts of domestic terrorism. Like Burn it down, yeah. Attacks. Yeah, yeah. FBI haven't made a single arrest. They aren't even yeah. investigating this. Yeah. I mean, I, okay, well, maybe you can explain this to me, because I don't personally understand why, if you are pro-abortion, like, you think it's, okay to go and commit horrific acts of violence like i don't see where the crossover is in those two things i don't i don't understand the mentality on this well okay here in the united states protect people Okay, think about this, and and I have all the respect in the world for women. The Democrat Party does not. They do not. They have decided, they decided years ago for some reason that uh, one of the main reasons you're on the planet, which is to procreate, is uh, is verboten when you are a Democrat. Now, this all started with Margaret Sanger, uh, the elimination of of, uh, people of color and uh, those who are handicapped, Uh, and then it became this all-empowering issue surrounding everything out of nowhere. And for 50 years, women in America have had pounded in their head that the most important thing they can do in their life is not to have a baby, but to kill a baby. And honestly, it's caused a derangement syndrome akin to like Trump derangement syndrome that has caused this bat guano insanity, including attacks on crisis pregnancy centers. Tell me what a crisis pregnancy center does that's evil or bad. Dear God, are you out of your nut? Are you out of your nut? Go ahead. No, you are. Oh, God, I love the passion because this is what we need. We need to all use our voices and stand up and say, this is not okay. Because all that these crisis pregnancy centers do is save lives and provide incredibly important health care to young women who are probably absolutely terrified, absolutely terrified of the situation that they're in. Anyone, anyone on this planet who desire, like who volunteers their life to protect others in those positions, they should be yeah. given statehoods. Are you freaking kidding me? It's yeah. absolutely yeah. disgusting. And I do think, you know, I was, I, we've talked about this before, I was a staunch liberal, 
staunch socialist. I remember having arguments with my dad's friends about being <laughs> pro-choice when I was younger, like when I was in yeah. my late teens, because I yes. just fed that same rhetoric. I was yes. on birth control for 10 years, and now I'm terrified by what it's done to my body. Because yeah. I've, I've hit, you know, I'm, I'm at the point in my life now where I look back at my 20s and think, I really wish I spent these years getting to know the children I haven't been able to have yet because I've had to work to have a career. Now, thankfully, I'm in a relationship where we've had that discussion. Like, as soon as I, like, we have a family, I don't know that I'm going to want to work anymore. Like, my role as a woman, as nature dictated, is for me to ensure that my children grow up to be upstanding citizens, that they grow up to take care of this country, to take care of their fellow countrymen. That is what my purpose is in life. I'm sorry, like you need to anyone on that deathbed and the first thing they're going to tell you is, I wish I'd spent more time with family. I can't tell you, Rob, the number of young women I work with who are clawing their way up the career ladder, killing every friendship along the way just to get some like modicum of fame, maybe an extra zero on their paycheck. All of these women are going to end up like Stacey Abrams, sad, fat, alone at 48, (laughs) unmarried, Tragic waste of human existence. Uh, now, Kate, around them, zero respect. It's awful. It's awful. We've got to take a break. I want to keep you up for the next segment. Uh, Think about this real quick. Uh, New poll has uh, uh, my generation, Gen X, uh, voting in favor, or at least polling, 20 points in favor of Republicans. I want to get your thoughts as a millennial versus Gen X coming up in a second. Can you hold on? Yes, absolutely. Of course you can. Of course, of course, of course. All right, let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. has been waging a war on America for decades. That's not right. It's not fair. And we're quite simply not going to take it anymore. Honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's the Rob Carson Show. But let's be clear. Having children is why you're worried about your price for gas. It's why you're concerned about how much food costs. For women, this is not a reductive issue. You can't divorce being forced to carry an unwanted pregnancy from the economic realities of having a child. Wow. I mean, uh, Kay Smith, uh, Smythe, Smythe, sorry, uh, joining us on the phone. Kay, I got to tell you, when I played that this morning and I had heard it and then I listened to it again, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Stacey Abrams saying that the reason why you're worried about gas prices is because you haven't aborted the baby you're having. I mean, what the hell is going on? Honestly. I don't know. Maybe they really have, like started divesting so much in our education system that the Democrats are working with some wonky data that suggests that we're stupid enough to hear someone say something like this and not go, whoa? I just like, I, I, it's just like a circle of clowns at this wow. point. That's what the Very, Democrat Party is. It's so yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, but not not uh, not cool clowns, you know, like there are any. More like, uh, you know, Pennywise in the street drainage uh, ditch with a red balloon. Uh, let's talk about millennials and Gen X and uh, Gen Z. I saw a poll the other day. It showed that uh, older people, 65 and up, even split Democrat-Republican. Uh, millennials lean toward Democrats by about 10 points. Same way with Gen X or, or with uh, with uh, Gen Z. Gen X, 20 points in favor of Republicans. And I like to say we're the silent generation. We're the silverback 
that gorilla, and the other generations are the ones who are taunting us, the little baby gorillas, and they're pounding their chest and they're poking. And the and the silverback gorilla has had enough, and the silverback gorilla is going to uh, going to smack Gen Z and uh, millennials into reality in this election. I'd like to know your thoughts as a millennial. Considering that that Gen X that Gen X has re, reinvented music in every way, shape, or form, sent Bill Shatner into space, and and what has millennials done? Well, they 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 got social media control and they censored conservatives. Go ahead. Yeah, no. All millennials have done is get like debilitating mental health issues that they now <laughs> use as a crutch for their like lack of personality. Um, I don't know. I, I when I I'm biased. I'm so biased, Rob. You know, I live down yeah. here in Raleigh, North Carolina. I spend a lot of time out in the countryside. You know, when I talk to my friends who live in cities, I was literally having this conversation with John last night. I was like, my friends in cities, when they go out, it's an event. And so they're putting on a uniform to show off to the people that they're around, whether it's like a dinner with friends, whether it's like a work function, networking event, date, whatever. There's very limited recreational time. The recreational time they get is, and you nailed it, it's in social media. That is their form of recreation. When we out here down in the South go out, like, we're spending the whole day sitting in a field shooting up Coke cans, like, with some, you know, someone's grandfather's revolver. Yes. And, like, you know, shotgunning beers and white claws at noon. You know, we have real proper fun. And we're talking about everything. We're cooking food. We're hanging out. Like, you know, people are having kids. Like, we're doing life properly and we're not defined by our career we're not defined by the number of followers we've got and it's just like a much happier place to be i honestly don't see what millennials have contributed other now now other than i would say morgan wallen who is about my age and now what he has contributed to music i think literally resolves the rest of the millennial generation from all of our wrongdoing. Obviously, I'm being satirical. Now, who is it? Who is it? I got to write this you know, down because I like I like new music. Oh. Who who is it? Morgan what? Mo- Morgan Wallen. He was nearly cancelled a couple of years ago, but he is hands down, Rob, the greatest new country music singer. Oh. Like, he's a millennial. One of okay. my favorite country music singers. You know, I'm, I'm big into my country. I love my John Rich. I love my Craig Morgan. But Morgan Wallen yeah. is one of the few young millennials who he nearly got cancelled. And he did all of the work to earn back the respect of the industry and his fans. Now, you know what? Really, really cool. um, You're this this, uh, British expat, and you're living in North Carolina shooting Coke cans off a fence post, listening to country music. Now I know why I like you so much, Kay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is so sweet. Oh, Uh, I love Newsmax, you know? You guys are all proper down-to-earth people. Like, I go and hang out with Carl Higby. Um, yes. yeah. know, he is one of like, you know, the truest patriots oh, yeah. ever meet. Yeah, and yeah. even he's like, like we joke about it all the time. He's just like how, like, he was one of the first people that was like, you right. are more patriotic to America than a lot of other people. Okay, we got it. We yeah. got to run. We got to run. I apologize. Up against a hard break. Thanks for joining me. Where can people find you on social media? And remember, S-M-Y-T-H-A-K-Smythe. Go ahead. Perfect, Rob. Just Google me, K-Smythe, K-A-Y-S-M-Y-T-H-E. You'll find me. Whatever platform's easiest for everyone. Thank you so much for having me. We'll have you on again before the election. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. 
is our response, The Rob Carson Show. It is the final hour of The Rob Carson Show. We have uh, much to get to, including uh, Carrie Lake schooling the uh, the press about uh, her belief that the 2020 election was stolen, like my belief that the 2020 election was stolen, and Democrats said that the 2016 election was stolen, 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 and it was perfectly fine, but it didn't come become verboten until the Democrats actually stole the election. So uh, we'll get to that in just a couple of minutes. We need a little palate cleanser, I think. You know, it's uh, Halloween month. Here's our Hunter Biden laptop song. I saw Hunter Biden get another pass. Think that Dan Chico verdict meant anything? That laptop they won't open. It doesn't. While Donald Trump, they continue to harass. For anything they're groping. What happened to Mar-a-Lago? Ah, Where's Hunter's laptop? It was almost like an election stunt. Ah, FBI has had it for three years. The content they have sat on. <laughs> Protecting Hunter and the big guy. The big guy. The rule of law they've spat on. Or worse. Ah, Where's Hunter's laptop? Ah, He's a crack smoking gent. Son of the president. Son of the president. Lately, his paintings have been selling. Hunter has no craft. No. Man, it's all just craft. I tell you, he's a felon. This is Jim Gossett, by the way. Ah, Where's Hunter's laptop? Nice falsetto. Ah, Yeah, that was really good. That was really good. Uh, Jim Gossett, if you want to check out uh, Jim's material, just go to jimgossettcomedy.com. That's two S's and two T's. He does, uh, he does like public speaking. If you're interested in having him come and perform at your, uh, you know, bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah. I don't know. Whatever the hell. Uh, but he's amazing. He's, uh, he's awesome. And he does both sides of the political uh, spectrum. But he, uh, he does the, the conservative side from this guy right here. And uh, so anyway, Jim Gossett Comedy. Uh, before we get to uh, Doug Mastriano, Doug Mastriano running for governor in the state of uh, Pennsylvania, a lot of people say, he has no choice, he has no chance at all, even though Josh Sapiro is the AG and uh, the, the state has plummeted into hell. Uh, and not only because of crime, but also because it's sitting on an ocean of fossil fuel and coal, and uh, they're not doing anything about it, and it's making a lot of people poor. So we'll get to that in a second. I do want to mention that I got my, uh, my new uh, generator from Powerful Living. It's, uh, it's called Nature's Generator, and it's, it's pretty cool. It's got two big solar panels you put in your yard, and then you hook it to this little generator, and you bring the generator inside, and you plug it in, and uh, there you go. And you got unlimited power for and it's, is, is it. This the one I have right now is going to power the whole house. Mm, it's there for an emergency for when the power goes out so I can do this show. Right here, my studio can stay on. Refrigeration, computers, uh, furnace—you know things like that—and uh, and I think it's wonderful. I can't wait to plug it in. But I got to know it a little bit yesterday. And if you would like to check out this, if you're concerned about, listen, prices are going through the ceiling for heating your house this year. Would it surprise you if blackouts eventually became normal, like in California? And what if there is a shutdown? What if there is something that happens? Just go to Rob off the grid. Dot com. RobOffTheGrid.com, and you get $1,500 in free off-grid bonuses, okay? I think you're going to enjoy it. And then just go into RobOffGrid.com and, uh, and see 
this generator. It's not a gas generator. It's not a, you know, whatever. There's no fumes. There's no whatever. It's clean burning, and it gives you the power you need in an emergency. Okay? RobOffGrid.com. Doug Mastriano last night uh, made it on to Tucker Carlson's uh, show, and he talked about uh, fossil fuels and how the greatest resource, other than the people of Pennsylvania, is uh, its, uh, its natural resources regarding fossil fuels. And Democrats uh, have been sitting on it since Joe Biden took office. And it's a net positive for the state. It's worth billions of dollars and thousands of jobs. Experts out there in all the polling places said there was no way I could win the primary in Pennsylvania. That that yes. cap at a 20-some percent in one of the most contentious primaries in Pennsylvania's history since 1978, at least. Uh, you know, we won with almost half the vote there with a mandate. And our movement is huge. We're going to take back the state. And it's very important. It's just not another gubernatorial race. I mean, I, I believe the future of the nation is hinged upon the outcome in Pennsylvania at the mm -hmm. governor level because not just because of our history as the birthplace of our nation but also we're sitting on what I call freedom gas and oil and coal so on day one we're gonna drill and dig like never before and hopefully lead our nation out of this economic malaise that we're in why would a state with so many wonderful natural resources also I'll, I'll include um, uh, California uh, I'll include uh, the state of Washington uh, why would they descend into hell with crime and homelessness and all of this when they've got everything they need for greatness right there except for they've got really crappy democrat leadership largely corrupt largely entrenched through uh, voter fraud which has happened for decades decades in places like pennsylvania certainly and other states why why would you choose to live in that state well, a lot of people are moving from those states, and I think it's a damn shame because, you know, like, like I said, I, I went to New York City a couple of years ago, first time, and I said I can see why everybody thought this was the greatest city in the history of the world. Really cool place, but really made into a hellhole by Democrats, by Democrat leadership. When Republicans have been in charge, when Rudy Giuliani was in charge, that city it was brilliant. And then, then because he did that, uh, he is under fire from everybody. Everybody suddenly hates America's mayor. Because he said, hey, you know, I think maybe the election was stolen in 2020. Where's, uh, where's the uh, D-word for Richard who just left office? Where's he now? His, his political ambitions are over because he's a tool and a fool. So is the ex-Democrat uh, governor of the state of, uh, of New York as well. And hopefully Lee Zeldin will take down Kathy Hochul, the unelected <clears throat> COVID dictator of the state of New York, who's a, who's a buffoon. I mean, honestly... A buffoon. If you look at, uh, look at the Democrat Party, please just look at the Democrat Party, the insanity of it. I know that there are people who have, uh, you know, vote Democrat, they have a D word in front of their name when they go to vote, but you can't be down with all of this nonsense. And, and the only way you are is if you are pretty much insane to think that an eight-year-old can decide, hey, you know what, I want to be the opposite sex, and then go to a children's hospital be put on puberty blockers, which will ruin the possibility of the child ever being able to have children, even though she hasn't even thought about it yet, and be cool with a kid that age getting the hormone treatments and surgery. Just that alone, let alone unlimited access to abortion up to the time of birth. Are you out of your mind? Open southern border. Are you out of your mind? Fentanyl overdoses. Are you nuts? Are you kidding me? War possibility with Russia? 
Dear God, why are you still there? Why are you still enthusiastically going to the polls for a Democrat? It doesn't make any sense. This is uh, this is the line actually. Uh, Doug Mastriano last night with Tucker, uh, th- he had a, he delivered a great line when he was talking about Josh Shapiro, uh, the AG who is uh, running against him for the governorship of the state of Pennsylvania. We're not safer. He's been the attorney general for six years, you know. And yeah. John Adams, our second president, said facts are stubborn things. On my opponent's watch as the attorney general, crime has gone up nearly forty percent. Homicides are record levels. That's not a very good uh, record, as the attorney general. To have uh, crime go up 40% in your state. Generally, that's almost biblical proportions, by the way. In Philadelphia, on track for 600 this year. A thousand carjackings. A thousand carjackings in Philadelphia. Do you think Pennsylvania wants more of this? I certainly hope to hell not. Uh, 4,000 uh, robberies. I mean, it's insane. And, and the entire state is watching a collapse. Fentanyl, fourth worst in the nation. You yeah. know, 12 to 15 Pennsylvanians dying uh, every day. And it's ironic, Tucker. Just a couple days ago, my opponent tweeted out, we need to do something about crime. I'm like, dude, where you been the past six years? So he is too radical. <laughs> for our state i know that is the line right there this is and this is classic gen x by the way this is how gen x, gen x puts things into perspective about uh, josh sapiro's failed tenure where uh crime exploded in the state of pennsylvania we need to do something about crime i'm like dude where you been the past six years so he is too dude where you been the last six years that is spectacular that is absolutely that's what you need to do with joe biden dude where you been the last 50 years and i'm like dude where you been the past six years so he is too radical for our state i tell you that boom, boom. yeah there you go dude where you been the last six years i mean i have you moved the bar as far as what the, the definition of failure you know the democrats change the the uh, the the name of everything you know you're not pro-abortion you're pro-choice you're not uh, whatever you're whatever uh, and and now you're you guess you're moving the bar and you're changing the definition of failure they changed the definition of uh, of a recession it was uh, two quarters of negative growth which we have had plus 40 year high inflation on top of that and yet Joe Biden has been able to get away with <clears throat> uh, saying that it's somebody else's fault, that it's not happening all along. Are you kidding me? Not only do you have two negative quarters of growth, which is the textbook definition, but also <clears throat> you cram all this other stuff on top of it, 40-year high inflation, uh, highest gas prices in the history of the country, uh, by the way, now uh, lowest level in the strategic petroleum reserve, all of these things. And yet he's saying, oh, there's no recession. And people are, are saying, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. There's no recession. Until Bloomberg, and now Bloomberg says, there's a 100% chance there's going to be a recession. Although Bloomberg should know better and realize we're in the recession right now. When you have people saying that they can't shop at Walmart because it's too expensive, they have to go to Dollar General. When you have 70% of the, of the population living paycheck to paycheck. When you look at the explosion in new uh, employment in this country. Oh, that's a good thing. No, it's not. Because it's people coming out of retirement, uh, prolonging retirement, getting a second and third job. And then one in five people saying, despite all of that effort, might not have Thanksgiving this year because it's just too expensive. Yeah, there's no recession. Dear God. All right, so coming up, we got some uh, red hot uh, Carrie Lake uh, action. I know that sounded weird. But anyway, she goes after the media. I think you're going to enjoy it in case you haven't heard it. Uh, and then also uh, some new COVID stuff. The, uh, the federal government wants to make COVID vaccination mandatory for your kid in school. I covered this yesterday. It caught on last night. I've got more details. This is the Rob Carson Show. 
why we know Joe Biden and the Democrats caused a 40-year high inflation? When factories that make these ships shut down, ships shut down. Because we're not stupid. It's the Rob Carson Show. Uh, every day. And it's ironic, Tucker. Just a couple days ago, my opponent tweeted out, we need to do something about crime. I'm like, dude, where you been the past six years? So he is too <laughs> radical for our state. I know. So, uh, yeah, the AG of uh, the state of Pennsylvania has been in charge for six years. And, uh, and of course, uh, crime has gone through the ceiling in Philadelphia, particularly, but across the state of Pennsylvania. Doug Mastriano is running against uh, AG Shapiro. And AG Shapiro literally tweeted out the other day, we ought to do something about crime. Uh, honestly, wow. Who, who is going to vote for that uh, buffoon? Um, it, it's, it's, not, it's, it's like who's going to vote for John Fetterman, a guy who had a stroke. He's a radical, radical leftist, never had a job uh, in his life. He is a, a career bureaucrat. He ran a small town that he was the mayor of into the absolute crapper, almost halved the population, increased crime dramatically, and he's running for uh, Senate. And honestly, he can't win. Dear God. I mean, seriously, how broken are you if you're going you're gonna to vote for that? I mean, just look at him for crying out loud. I mean, honestly, come to your senses for crying out loud for the future of the country, for the future of, of humanity. Why would you vote for people like this? And then, listen to this, listen to this. 24-year-old woman, tech recruiter, left with severe brain damage after a homeless man plunged garden shears into the back of her head during a random street attack. Kylie Watts stabbed in the back of the head by a set of gardening shears in an unprovoked attack in North Hollywood, California. Surveillance footage shows Jonathan Cole, 30, approaching, stabbing Watts before she stumbles away. She survived. She's most probably going to be severely damaged and possibly even blinded. Two people in New York City have been shoved into the path of oncoming trains in the last week. Twelve people have been shoved into the path of um, oncoming trains in New York City in the last year. You think this is normal? Are you down with this? Leadership. Culture. Defund the police. Starbucks in, uh, in Portland is going to be closing permanently because of safety concerns as businesses say homelessness, drugs, and record levels of crime are keeping customers away. All of this is a, uh, a self-made problem. This is what Democrats do. They're like a, a you know, turtle crossing the road, steps up on a rock, flips itself over, and goes, how did I get in this position? I'm stuck. Starbucks closing one of its stores in Portland because of serious concerns, latest symptoms of the city's trouble with crime, drugs, homelessness. Of course, they gave criminals the, uh, the uh, go-ahead, the thumbs-up to commit criminal acts starting in 2020 when they allowed a federal courthouse to be besieged for months and created a Chaz zone. A Chaz zone. No, that was Seattle. I apologize. That was Seattle. Portland was the courthouse. Chaz zone was Seattle. Another idiotic mayor there. Sign posted on the window of the Starbucks in the Pearl District, which used to be a Pearl, it's now just a polished turd, uh, said Thursday it would be its last. We've had some incidents, the manager said, before uh, referring uh, inquiries to the, the company's uh, headquarters. Uh, minutes later, a man in a wheelchair urinated on the sidewalk a few feet from the uh, store's front entrance. Yeah. You know, I was going to get a, a cinnamon scone, but uh, I think I'll pass now. 
The issue of drugs and crime is dominating a close-fought race to be the state's next governor. When even coffee shops can't stay open in Portland for public safety concerns, something needs to change. This according to Republican candidate Christine Drazan, and, uh, and she's right. Betsy Johnson, who's running in the election as an independent, met worried business owners a day earlier to hear their concerns. She said the underlying cause was a 2020 referendum that decriminalized hard drugs. We've got a lot of people literally dying on the streets. Yeah, they are, and it's sickening. And I see things like Benny Johnson posted uh, a visit to L.A. and driving, and it's gone viral. And it just it looks like the slums of Rio de Janeiro. It really does. And you can blame this all, 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 squarely on the Democrat Party and the Marxist class of 1968. Now listen to this. Four masked teenagers are running from police. Two high school assistant principals see these four armed masked teenagers with guns. Let them into the entryway to escape the police because they feared for the safety of the suspects, at least three of whom uh, were uh, people of color since police had already arrived on the scene. This is uh, Garrett Morgan High School in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. I thought it was Garrett Morris, the guy from SNL. He needs a high school. Anyway, uh, reportedly spotted four-armed teenagers wearing masks approaching the school, immediately contacted 911. While the suspects continued to approach the school, and you're thinking, oh, my God, four kids in a, with uh, guns and masks, why would we let them in the school? The security officers repeatedly emphasized the suspects should not be let inside. Do not let them in. Do not let anybody through the door, one man said, according to audio of the 911 call. Keep the school locked down, the dispatcher resulted. Another person yelled, don't let them in the building. Another person seemed to relay the message to others, echoing, don't let them in the building. However, despite these repeated warnings, the young men were, in fact, allowed into the building. According to reports, two school administrators, Christopher Kane and Carolyn Elias, both assistant principals who should be driven from academia, let him in. Two assistant principals from leadership let the males into the building. One witness wrote in a statement, check this out. Uh, I confirmed the interior doors were locked and instructed the four suspects to come to the vestibule because it was unsafe to be outside because I saw police officers. The school serves 285 students remain on lockdown during the entire incident. By the way, the suspects, uh, they were driving three stolen vehicles. And these morons, these social justice warriors, decided to let these criminals who were armed into the schools. They need to be charged criminally, and they need to never work in education again, period. I hate to say it, but end of stop. It is time the end of the segment, and I've got much more coming up, including Carrie Lake. It's coming up next, I promise, on The Rob Carson Show. who are sick and tired of people moving to D.C. and spending their entire lives telling us how to live ours. It's the Rob Carson Show. Last half hour of the uh, Rob Carson Show, I was thinking uh, the ultimate conundrum for a Democrat right now would be if the headline came out, uh, Biden economic policies cause increase in the price of an abortion. Then you'd be like, okay, uh, what, 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 what? 
it'd be it'd be a little uh, it would be a little perplexing, a little flummoxing for a lot of Democrats. <laughs> I don't care about the price of chicken. I just want to know how much is going to be able to. Get rid of this baby. Uh, by the way, and this is kind of fun, demand for vasectomies has surged since Roe v. Wade, who was overturned, so men are having to be responsible. It's weird. Yeah. Number of men uh, coming uh, forward, coming forward. That's kind of funny. <clears throat> uh, entering a, yeah, a clinic. Anyway, number of men coming forward to uh, get snipped has quadrupled. Planned Parenthood of St. Louis and Southwest Missouri performed 43, 42 vasectomies in July 22. What? Planned Parenthood does vasectomies? Of all the places that I could think where I'm going to get something, uh, you know, a sensitive part of my nether region snipped, I'm thinking Planned Parenthood would be the last place. I mean, they don't even do, they don't even do uh, breast exams there. They just kill babies. But anyway, whatever. Compared to just 10 in the same months according to the American College of Obstetrics and uh, Gynecologists. So there you go. That's kind of a positive, right? Isn't that a positive that, you know, men are getting uh, the snip so they can avoid uh, getting a woman pregnant and then uh, opting to say, hey, 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 I'll pay for the abortion? That would be kind of nice for a change, wouldn't it? It would be nice. It would be nice. Oh, um, okay. Carrie Lake. I've been talking about Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake is a phenom. Carrie, Carrie Lake is the template, all right? Carrie Lake is the template for how Republicans need to run, not only policy-wise, but with how to regard and how to treat the mainstream media. This is brilliant stuff. What she does, and by the way, Donald Trump ushered this era in. Carrie Lake uses the same techniques that Donald Trump did when approaching the media, and she did it because she was in the media as a newscaster for 25 years. So she knows the tricks of the trade, and she's giving the media what for big time. And uh, I guess it's either yesterday or the day before, she, uh, she was asked about election denial. There was a 20-year-old in the audience, a young, young reporter, uh, about, uh, you know, being an election denier versus, you know, Democrats who, you know, have no problem with uh, everybody for four years saying Donald Trump was an illegitimate president. And, and yet when uh, there was real, and honestly, and I still believe it, of course, the election was stolen in 2020, duh, uh, five battleground states stopped voting the night of the election as Donald Trump was pulling ahead a half a billion dollars, Mark Zuckerberg dollars given to uh, drop boxes, unmonitored state laws, changing the election law to favor Joe Biden, millions of ballots coming in the day after the election for Joe Biden almost exclusively. Uh, one of the places that stopped the, elect the election counting was in, in Georgia, where the, uh, the polling place was shut down. Everybody was sent out from counting, and the counting started immediately thereafter after the media had been chased out it was caught on camera they brought out giant cases of ballots and ran them through the counter several times it's all caught on tape and you know the amazing thing about that place that place where all of those ballots were recounted recounted those people worked there all night after they chased the media out there was supposed to be a big uh, a big the reason why it was shut down is because there's a water mountain water main break it never happened two thousand mules did you see the movie i'd suggest you do it they, uh, Dinesh D'Souza used the same technology that the FBI uses to go after criminals with regard to proximity to a crime scene. They've solved murders this way. They've gone after January 6th defendants for just being on Capitol Hill because they looked at the cell phone data. And yet the FBI is saying, oh, that's, that's not credible. That's why I say the election was stolen. And I've got a lot more, a lot more material. And the truth will come out. 
It's going to come out and people are going to pay for it. That's why I'm never, you cannot leave something like that in the past and just say, okay, let's move on. Bullcrap. Particularly when you see how this president has really bleeped the country to the point of an existential crisis for our country as founded. And so Kerry Lake does a great job following Donald Trump's lead with regard to exposing the truth and the bullcrap and not backing down. That's one of the reasons why this show is growing. Because I said nonsense to all of those who said I couldn't talk about stuff. Wait, wait, wait. I can't talk about Hunter Biden's laptop because it's misinformation? Bullcrap. The day that they said that Donald Trump colluded with Russia, I said, no, nonsense. There's no compelling reason why the Russians would want Donald Trump in the White House, he is a hawk on defense. He is a hawk on security. He is a hawk on trade. But Hillary Clinton had already been bought and paid for with the Uranium One deal. And then her charity, her faux charity, getting $150 million from Russian oligarchs. If you don't believe me, just look it up. I don't make this crap up. I work really, really hard to get the truth out there. I'm not trying to, I don't lie, I don't mislead, I don't, I don't twist things, I don't say, leave, I, I don't edit quotes to make it sound like it's something completely different. I don't do that crap. But I'm not going to be told I can't say things. I'm not going to be told my thoughts are misinformation or disinformation because there is no consensus on who has misinformation and disinformation. And if you give that to the government, then it's all over. Because all they have to do is say, our information is solid and yours is misinformation and disinformation. Shut up or we'll arrest you. Here's Carrie Lake being asked about election denial and then uh, showing Democrat hypocrisy. I'm actually shocked you asked that question. <laughs> well, actually, yes, I don't think it's a tough one thing. once in a while. <laughs> I, I did a little, actually, Anthony. Anthony, how old are you? 20. Are you a journalist? No. Well, you did better research than half these people. Um, so this 21-year-old this twenty year old kid gives her a pile of uh, documents, publications that literally show all of the times that the Democrats said the 2016 election were stolen. When she's being asked by another reporter, well, what do you think the election was? Why are you a denier? Let's talk about election deniers. Here's 150 examples of Democrats denying election results. Yeah, all true. Oh wow, look at this. This is from this is from uh, Joe Biden's press secretary. Reminder: Brian Kemp stole the gubernatorial election from Georgians and Stacey Abrams. Oh yeah, there is that. Stacey Abrams uh, still says that the election was stolen when she ran against Brian Kemp, and Brian Kemp is gonna uh, gonna really. Uh, Kick her to the curb, this one. Democrat saying that. Is that an election denier? Yeah. Oh, look at this. Just heard Republican Ryan Costello said it would be difficult for Stacey Abrams to win because she lost her state bid, but yet she's still claiming she never lost. Yeah, there is that. Yeah. This is outright Hillary Clinton. Trump is an illegitimate president. Is she an election denier? Yeah, she is. This one says, was the 2016 election legitimate? It now definitely is a question worth asking. That's the Los Angeles Times. And they didn't even have the reams of evidence, millions of hours of videotape that we do. So it's okay for Democrats to question elections, but it's not okay for Republicans? Yeah, yeah, you know what? Bullcrap. 
And that's why I say, uh, you know what? Uh, if if I hear the words misinformation or disinformation about something that I'm saying, then uh, the Democrats know I'm telling the truth. Even the View, with their new uh, faux conservative, are uh, are questioning why, for instance, Katie Hobbs, who is uh, Carrie Lake's um, opponent, Carrie Lake will not go on and uh, debate. Katie Hobbs will not debate Carrie Lake. And the reason being is Katie Hobbs cannot defend her position on anything. She's uh, morally and intellectually bankrupt. That's it. I mean, honestly, if you want to debate me about it, please, I'll I'll shoot you down because I have facts on my side and research and humanity and, you know, morality. But uh, anyway, that's why Carrie, uh, Katie Hobbs is not debating. And even The View understands that. I know, hard to believe. Still get answers to serious questions, but I'm most interested in the debate that didn't take place, which is Arizona gubernatorial race. You have Carrie Lake, a known election denier, up against Katie Hobbs, the Democrat. Yeah. They were both on CNN yesterday. And Dan- Any person who says they're a Republican and calls... Uh, Carrie Lake, an election denier, is not a Republican. Bash actually did the job, I think, of CNN. Of what- I mean, maybe like a Michael Steele-esque, maybe Joe Scarborough-esque Republican. Uh- voters need to see, which is asking questions of the Democratic candidate. I get not wanting to elevate election deniers, but at the same time... Car- no, 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 it's not an election denier. We're just questioning because we have every right in this country with the First Amendment to do so. So uh, screw you and your label. Carrie Lake is on the ballot. Katie Hobbs needs to debate her. Katie it's, Hobbs didn't debate her own Democratic. Uh, right, uh, right. Yeah, the person she was up against and anyway. What, what I worry yeah. about is, is a lot of Democrats are rightly saying we're concerned about the future of democracy, yet many have put money behind nominate or trying to boost election deniers and then going on the other side to not debate them. That's a huge problem. Well, I- yeah, you know, you're not a Republican. You're not even on the right side of history. And I'm just not going to be called names. I'm not going to be called election denier. I'm not going to be called, you know, whatever the flavor of the month is, a fascist, white supremacist, whatever the hell. I, honestly, and you don't have to be called that crap either. You know, just just done. I have every right to my opinion. And, and if you don't, you know, mm, ridiculous. Oh, yeah, and then, by the way, also, this is what Democrats are doing all over the country. Woman cited for tampering and removal of political signs after patriots in Maricopa County implanted GPS tracking devices into solid signs. This is what Democrats do. Patriots in Maricopa County successfully busted a sign thief using a tracking device after noticing conservative political signs in the area were being vandalized, destroyed, and stolen at an alarming rate. The stolen sign said no taxes, no override, no 310 in opposition to a school budget override for Cave Creek United School District, blah, blah, blah. The concerned citizens were able to track the stolen sign to uh, numerous locations, including a school in Cave Creek Unified School District. They discovered that the sign ended up uh, at a home near Carefree, Arizona. Hundreds of signs have been stolen in the North Scottsdale, Carefree, and Cave Creek areas of Maricopa County this election cycle. Quote, we have been putting out these override signs for Cave Creek Unified School District, and the first batch was getting taken so fast, literally on the same day, said a patriot who goes by the name Maga James. James told uh, us that uh, he started putting signs with GPS chips out at 7 o'clock one day, and one of them had been stolen within a few hours. We couldn't believe it was because it was uh, morning in broad daylight, said James. Gateway Pundit obtained a copy of a citation for the sign grabber for tampering and removal of political signs. This is how they do it. And if you think you're going to win an election that way, then you need to go back to uh, elementary school. Because uh, stealing a sign ain't going to do it. Ain't going to do it.
Not one little bit. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, I want to do uh, one more. i got a couple things I want to cover before the end of the show, including this uh, Ulta Cosmetics featuring two biological men on their podcast doing girl talk. Uh, women aren't too happy about it, and they shouldn't be. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Proud to serve as the iceberg to the SS Titanic every day. It's the Rob Carson Show. So, uh, Ulta Beauty. I, I thought it was Ultra. I have no clue about it. I think my, my, my wife's got a couple of uh, uh, Ulta Beauty products. But anyway, Ulta Beauty is facing fierce backlash following a company podcast. Now, this is supposed to appeal to uh, women. Ultra Beauty, uh, most women use makeup. Most men don't. They try this stuff with male makeup all the time, and no male wants to really wear stupid freaking makeup. Uh, my daughter doesn't wear makeup. I'm glad if she does decide to do makeup. I always thought makeup was kind of an annoyance. I, I wouldn't want to do it, but women, uh, you know, choose to do it. That's perfectly cool. Whatever you decide to do is fine. So Ulta Beauty decides to have uh, Dylan Mulvaney on. Now, uh, D- Dylan Mulvaney is a gender-fluid hairdresser. Uh, and uh, David uh, Lopez is the guest. Now, Dylan Mulvaney looks like um, looks like uh, Kim Kardashian with a beard. So take the you know the face and the whole deal, Kim Kardashian with a full beard, and then realize that people used to pay money to see that. You know, and you'd go to the fair and you'd walk in and you'd give them a ticket and you'd go in and you see the. You know, whatever. <clears throat> yes, I know it's so transphobic. No, you know, no, it's not. No, it's not. 99.9% of Americans look at somebody dressed like a woman, wearing a full beard, wearing women's makeup, and go, huh. You know, you can do that. Fine, it's all your thing. But, you know, don't appear, don't host a Ulta Beauty podcast with another man dressed as a woman doing girl talk. It's sickening. Because of who it excludes, which is women, their biggest consumers. Why would anybody whose largest consumer, 99 point whatever percent of Ulta Beauty uh, uh, customers are biological women? They have 1,200 salons across the country. Now, here is a little bit of the, uh, of the podcast where the two biological men talk about girl stuff. Now I know I can find love. I know I can still be a performer. I know that I can have a family. I want to be a mom one day. And I absolutely can. And that's why the narrative still has a long way to go. Because when I was grieving Boy Dylan, I didn't know those things were even accessible. Okay. So uh, now that is actually Dylan Mulvaney is that voice. The other person uh, is David Lopez, who looks like Kim Kardashian with a beard. You're going to wake up tonight in the middle of the night uh, either whimpering or screaming out loud because of this segment here, by the way. But I want you to listen to this again. This is Dylan Mulvaney, a biological man, appearing in a dress, wearing makeup, wearing hose, wearing the whole deal. Don't know what's going on down there. Uh, but, but talking about the you know, things like, for instance, uh, she talks about her Barbie pouch, which is you know, down there. And, and, uh, and apparently they, uh, they talk about, like, buying tampons and stuff, even though uh, this person, Dylan Mulvaney, is a man and doesn't have a vagina. Yeah, let's, let's, let's hear it again. Now I know I can find love. I know I can still be a performer. I know that I can have a family. I want to be a mom one day. And I absolutely can. And that- no, 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 you can't. No, you can't. 
there is more to being a man and more to being a woman than identifying as one. There you go. There's more to it. There's more to being a mom than just identifying as one. Dear God in heaven, do I need to explain this any further? There's more to it than that. And if, and if you suddenly decide you want to be a man, uh, I, I, you know, that's fine. I'll, I'll, I will play along. I'll call you what I don't care. It's your business. I don't care. But don't expect me to just say, oh, yeah, you're definitely, you know, right here with me. You know, same life experience, the whole deal. No. Not even close. It's like Leah Thomas suddenly deciding to be a woman senior year in college. No. You're not allowed in the dressing room. That's, that's psychosexual assault. I mean, this is bananas. And I hope Ulta goes out of business. I really do. I hope Ulta, because they really betrayed uh, the, the women who have been, um, uh, you know, big supporters of this company for decades. I hope they go out of business for this crap. This is, a, this is an online response from a cisgendered person, born a woman. And this is, it's come from a, a TikTok, living like uh, life like Alex. Here is her reaction to this affront to womanhood. Ulta Beauty is now Ulta Delusional. You know, did you ever think you'd see the day where beauty brands would create a podcast with two biological males talking about girlhood? It's essentially two males mansplaining what it means to be a woman. Yeah. You know, beauty could be for anyone, sure, but girlhood is for girls. Yes. Girlhood is not just a product that you can purchase at the makeup store. Nope. You know, my biggest issue with this is these two men talking about how they want to be a mom one day and that they absolutely can be. No, you absolutely cannot be and never will be a mother. Renting the womb of another woman will never make you a mother yourself. Not even adopting will make you a mother. You know why? Because you are a man. 99 things a man can be and a mom isn't one of them. Women are not a fetish. We are not gender-affirming tools for males that want to feel more feminine. We are more than a dress and some pretty eyeshadow. And the fact that we have to keep reminding men of that is pretty dang sad. So maybe stop erasing women and treating us like caricatures to be mocked. Thanks. Boom. I'll let her drop the mic, come back and wrap things up on The Rob Carson Show. All right, kids. That's about going to do it for the show today. If your uh, talk radio show is just opinions, you know, I hope that you'll share this one with, uh, with others. Uh, entertainment and occasionally laugh. I know it's hard to do, but we do it every day. Make sure to check out the podcast, NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. In the meantime, have a glorious day. God bless you guys, our first responders, the unborn. And until tomorrow, please don't catch the stupid. See you then.